if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. If you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. You can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And now, Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. What's up, everybody? Sean Zalmanoff here with Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, joined as usual by the Kenneth Travis. KT, you're looking good today. Thank you, Sean. That's the nicest thing you've said in probably six weeks today. So I would say the same about you, but I would not be telling the truth. So I'm not going to. That, that's good, man. You're entitled to your opinions. We know you got them. Uh, so, hey, friends, if uh, if this podcast is moving the needle for you, do us a favor. Go to Stitcher. Go to iTunes. Go to Google and, and give us five stars. Leave a nice little comment, and we're going to read some of those comments on here in the next few weeks and give out some prizes for you all, too. Sean, I like the, the beard, bro. It's nice. I like that, dude. Yes, yeah. looks good. You must have trimmed it. I'm glad you like it. Yep. Uh, I, I put a little bit extra hair gel in for you today, too. Oh, in your beard? <laughs> That's just weird. Uh, <laughs> That's not hair gel. <laughs> oh, Kenneth. Oh, uh, friends like you. Um, Nash probably wants to get off the call before uh, <laughs> we're, we're even going. He's not sure where this is going now. But, hey, guys, we are joined today uh, by the Lone Wizard, also known as Nash Paradise. Nash, thank you for, for joining us today. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So we were talking to Nash before uh, just a few moments ago before we got the hit the record button. And, man, I'm going to tell you guys, just I'm impressed with this guy because he's doing the work. This guy's got some incredible numbers. We'll share some of that stuff, Nash, if, you, if you'd like. Uh, but you're killing it, dude. And uh, I, I, what do you say to uh, loan officers in the mortgage industry today that aren't making it? Because, like, dude, if you can't make it now, right, like something's wrong. Like you're doing something wrong. So what would you say? Well, I, I think right now, obviously, it's it's a good time to get it. Um, refis are there. Purchases are there. People are active in the market. Realtors are looking for good partners. Uh, opportunities everywhere. Uh, I would say, first and foremost, you, you have to have a plan. You have to know what you're doing before you go. Uh, it's very easy to always be busy, to be professionally busy, uh, always have stuff that's in front of you. Uh, and, you know, the difference in doing two to three loans a month and, you know, 10 to 15 loans a month uh, a lot of that is, is small stuff. It's the little things. It's it's cranking out 20, 30 minutes a week for social media. It's doing your follow-up calls. It's figuring out when are you going to block off uh, to get back with old pre-approvals and stay in front of these people, find out if they looked at homes over the weekend, you know, touch these realtors that you were really excited and spent weeks scheduling a lunch with, and now you need to follow back up on. 
these are little tasks. These are the, the 20, 30 minute a day, one to two hours a week tasks. But if you don't have them blocked off on your schedule and time set aside to do all these little things over and over, uh, you're just not going to get where you want to be. Uh, you've got to do this stuff religiously and believe in it. And, you know, it can take weeks to months to really see a return on some of those small tasks. But you, you have to believe that those things uh, are a difference maker and just commit to doing them. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the uh, the things that I was I was really impressed when we were talking beforehand is, is just moving with the times, Nash. You said in, I think, March of 2019, you had uh, one assistant working with you, and now you're a team of six. And it, that is just moving with the times and striking when it's hot. Because uh, I know a lot of us in the winter of 2018 were like, oh, shit, what's happening? And then we never expected a year like 2019 and not even KT expected a year like 2020. So, like, you know, just to be able to grow and see what's in front of you. And I mean, you know, you're closing 11 plus million a month right now and, you know, seasonally adjusted for a pandemic and amazing rates, but nothing to uh, uh, something to be incredibly proud of. Like if you would have had just your, your team still in place of, to you and somebody else for March 19, man, what, maybe three, four million that you could have closed the last few months if you weren't set up to do what, what you built? Yeah, I mean, we we peaked at, you know, about five million, five and a half million between the two of us. And it was miserable. This It's just, I mean, it was not fun work. Uh, we're missing. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things is, you know, I had a fear of being responsible for too many people's ability to pay their rent, to pay their mortgage. Uh, and I got challenged once when I, when I told uh, a colleague of mine that I respect, you know, my goal is to help as many people as possible. I believe that the mortgage business is a servant industry and I'm here to serve others. And I'm there to be this trusted advisor who they can trust. And but I, I've got limiting beliefs in that. Well, I can only do so much. I can only have so much staff. I can only, you know, take be responsible for this many people, which is absolute garbage. It's an excuse. Uh, it's fear. I was afraid to take on this additional risk and uh, and try to grow, you know, afraid that I was going to be able to be busy enough to support these people. And, uh, you know, after I was challenged, I found that if, you know, I just put the people there, you know, the business, the business is there, the opportunities there, uh, just growing my own. We haven't added a bunch of partners. I've added one realtor partner since last year when I had one assistant. Uh, so being able to get deeper relationships with the people I already had and flex more on the social media and bringing in people on my own. Uh, I just needed the time to do that. I needed the staff to be able to get my stuff closed quicker. And, uh, you know, I, I embraced that and said, we're going to roll with it and, and not be afraid to get too busy or worry about what the future looks like. We're just going to help as many people as we can and trust that the right people are going to be put in front of us. Hey, KT, man, yeah. when, when I heard Nash talking there and, and what he was talking about earlier about, you know, setting the time aside and planning <laughs> getting rid of those limiting self-beliefs, man, that's something that we, we work on every 90 days, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what I was uh, thinking as well. It's like, Nash, so we have this thing, like you're talking about planning and being prepared. So we live inside this world called the 90-day season, right? And it's planning your next 90 days. And, you know, and, and we're also big on planning like annually, right? But the problem with planning your 12-month plan is like you get through – you know, January, February, March, you look up and a lot of loan officers aren't where they want to be. And they're like, okay, I'm going to get ready. And then they start, you know, trying to do the work and then three more, four more months go by and they're still behind. And then before you know it, November's here and they didn't have the year that they wanted. And, you know, yeah, did they close loans? Sure. 
but did they have the level of success where they live in their best life or they live in their best business life and personal life? And a lot of times the answer to that is no. And so we just believe in like having this 90 day season where you plan, right? And, and before you plan, you have to know what you want, why it's important to you, and then plan it for 90 days. And then after 90 days, like if you don't hit your numbers, you don't hit your goals, you don't know what, you know, what you're striving for, then you can course correct, right? Where did I fall short? Where can I be better? So on and so forth and implement it again. And, uh, and hopefully implementing that a couple of times, right? Throughout the year, you'll get better and better. That's the gist, you know, that's the idea mm-hmm. is to be better. And uh, we've seen a lot of loan officers have a lot of success in that, even going through two seasons and failing. They're like, man, I'm going to get it this third season. And then they prepare their business for powerfully and they start hitting the numbers that they want. And they're living the lifestyle that they want. Um, you know, one of the things you were, uh, we were talking about earlier was like being reactive, you know, like if you don't have a plan, you become reactive. So share some thoughts that you might have about <clears throat> reactive loan officers. And dude, you're right, man. Like some loan officers, you can be successful and close a lot of loans and be reactive to everything. Wait, can, yeah, I, want, I want to add one other thing. So I want Nash to, t- to tie this in with something else too. So, so Nash, one of the things that we talk about in the 90 day season and is like, it, it's, it's not just business. You know, it, it's our relationship with, with our family. It, it's our physical health. You know, it's our race, relationship spiritually or, or just with our mind and body health. And, you know, I mean, I, I know you're big into your church and you play in the band and, you know, you, you were talking about everything that you had to record these days instead of doing it live in front of people. So as you're talking about what, what KT just asked me, tie those other aspects of your life into it, if, if you would, for us. Yeah, no, and I'll, I'll start with that. Um, there's always time for what's most important to you, period, the end. Whatever is the most important in your life, there will always be time for. Uh, I have dinner with my family every single night and I'm home by 530. Uh, it doesn't matter what I have going on. I, I allocate that time for it. My partners know that from 530 to 830 until my kids go to bed, I am unavailable. And that's fine. Uh, setting boundaries is huge. You can't really plan and have a strategy and you know be proactive in how you work if you don't have some boundaries. Uh, because if people expect you to react all the time, if you are, are always reacting all the time, then they feel like if you don't react instantly, uh, you know it's a, a different level of service. It, you know it, it ties back to expectation setting. So part of that importance of expectation setting and being proactive with your schedule and your plan is blocking off. When am I going to have time with my family? When am I going to be away for a weekend? When do I shut down in the evening? Like if I am unavailable, who is my support? Who's my backup? Um, Those things are critical. You have to have those in place or you'll never really be able to disconnect and have that, uh, that family time for me. It's time with my church, time with my kids. Uh, That's critical. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you make, uh, you know, what are you going to spend it on if all you do is work and are miserable? So, you know, absolutely. That all ties back into that. Um, I will say this is probably where I'm going to go off the rails a little bit uh, and do something that's, that's weird. Um, I don't answer my phone. I don't, I I miss 20, 25 calls a day. Um, My, the way that I'm able to run, I think I've got 133 loans in my pipeline right now and 30, 40 prospects going at the same time. I have to do one thing all the way through to completion and then move on the next task by task. And I will all, you know, I've got something up on my wall that says, take the extra 10 minutes. You know, when I'm qualifying a loan, 
and I work everything up. I'm going to take the extra 10 minutes, request all the financials I need, break everything out, let them know what their next steps are, explain how the disclosures work. I'm going to take the extra 10 minutes on that task because it's going to save me four or five hours, if not business days later. I'm going to dial in. I'm going to pull the taxes. I'm going to get insurance quotes up front on the day of contract. I'm going to dial in my numbers to you know the penny because if I'm perfect and absolute up front on day zero, I'm not going to have to come back and resell anyone. I'm not going to have to come back and do anything. I'm doing each thing one time all the way through completely and utterly accurate. And that, that includes all my calls, whoever I'm talking to, they get a hundred percent of my undevoted attention. And, uh, and that's, that's tough. And when I tell a lot of people, like, I don't answer my phone, they're like, Oh, you know, hold on. Like what if realtors calling? I'm like, yeah, they usually are, um, all day long. Uh, cool. Uh, they know, they, they know, Hey, when I'm talking to you, you have my undivided attention. You have every bit of me, hundred percent of me, no emails, no text messages coming in. My phone gets turned over during the day. And when it's time to look at text messages, I go in and I look, I, I group these like-minded tasks together so I can respond to eight to 10 people at the same time, or I can do all this other stuff at the same time with my little to-do list. Uh, I will do whatever needs to be done all the way through completely and call people back quickly. And I will prioritize those callbacks, but uh, that's something I can't get a lot of people to embrace, but uh, it's worked. I mean, that's been like a game changer for me is just doing one thing at a time until it's completely finished. And then I can get it out of my mind to move on to the next. I was meeting, uh, I was meeting with my team last week and uh, this is the exact conversation that I had. Man, just be honest for you guys that are listening. Like this is, this is money talk. This is real talk. This is in the trenches. I comprehend this. You should comprehend this. He's dropping fire. He's giving you guys some golden nuggets here. And I'm telling you, man, dude, I met with my team last week and just reminded them. And they'll tell you, man, I could pull any one of them in here right now. And, you know, that's like my rule. Take it to completion, right? Because, man, what a lot of LOs do is they'll work on 10 different loans at one time, but they never finish anything. And then the next day you're working on them again. And you're mm -hmm. just never getting anything done. Like, don't wait for people you know, to be ready, like just do it all. Like just take it to completion. When it's done, then it's off your plate. You don't have to jack with it again. And then you move on to the next one. And it's that streamline um, assembly line. It's by, it's by not having that squirrel brain, like yeah. you like you, you actually get shit done. Like it's it's amazing what happens when you're not distracted by the email popping up and the text message and the phone call and everything else. Yeah. That, that's nothing worse than being, yeah, there's nothing worse than being reactive in your business. You know, it's really a nice place to be when you or your team are being proactive in your, well, you know, what's funny about that too, is these realtors, you know, I've had people like, well, my, my realtors would ditch me if they, they use me because I answer the phone immediately. I'm like, if that's your value to your partners is how quick you answer. You need to, you need to find better value. You've got to find a better way to identify yourself. When you, when I've told people, listen, you're not always going to get me on the phone. I will try and I will prioritize you because I know it's probably a quick call, but if I'm working on something, I will call you back very shortly thereafter and you'll have my attention. You know, you're letting these people know that they're important to you. And when you talk to them, they're really important to you, but you also have other stuff going on. You know, it seems like people are more eager to work with me when I let the, when I try to scare them away with, yeah, I'm not going to be instant. I'm, I do break off. I spend time with my family. You're not going to be able to get me for two hours. 
Uh, you know, so plan around your day. This is my schedule. And if you want to work with me, you're going to fit into my schedule. And, you know, something about referral partners, like it's, it's almost a bit of a takeaway close at that point. Like you try to, you know, throw that at them like, well, I, I want that. I want, I want what you're doing for them. And uh, people have been very eager and excited and supportive of that time, that breakout. And, you know, man, I wish I could do that with my family. I'm like, you could, anyone can. Yeah, uh, I do. And uh, it's it's actually helped a lot in creating uh, deeper relationships where I know my partners more as people uh, than just someone referring me business and vice versa. Um, you know, it's been fun. Um, so it's not only can you, you, you can do this, but um, I do it and I close more business than you. Um, so may, maybe you should model the masters. Hey, Nash, one thing, I, some, some language that Kenneth and I have used for a couple of years, like you say that you set expectations, but um, you, you actually, you don't, you take it a step further. So, so Katie and I, we threw out the word expectation, uh, a couple years ago and we just live in agreements. So like, this is how it's going to be. If you agree to this, then we can move forward. If you don't, well, then I'm not your guy. And really, I mean, that, that's, you, you, you've gone so far past this, you know, to expect this and you're like, no man, if like you were talking about with, um, somebody who, who may be on the fringe of, of qualifying, you're not like, well, I just I think everything's going to be great and fine. You know, you tell them, uh, what, what was your line? You don't need the lone wizard. You need Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want to be, uh, I'm going to tell my, my, my people that that's what, that's what they need to start <laughs> telling me. Uh, I just, I want to hear the reaction because it just, it's a different mindset. It's a different way of communicating and, you know, they can go to the loan officer down the street who promises everything. And when the deal blows up, man, you can still come back to me with a 30 day contract extension and we'll look at closing at that point for you. Yeah. So this has been a uh, kind of a critical redirect for the way that I, I've grown my business. And now where we're moving into like, you know, level two, level three of what I'm doing. I started, you know, I came from Chase where I had no, no partners, no nothing, no one uh, six years ago when we opened our branch. Uh, so I was the garbage man of North Texas. I took all the trash loans, everyone's turned downs, down payment assistance, 550 credit score, and 500 bucks in the bank. That was my file. I, I learned really quickly how to be an expert at getting credit adjusted, how to qualify for different grants and things. Like I became great at the junk. Uh, that's where the loan wizard comes from. I'm creative and I have a lot of flexibility. So I'm able to get stuff done that a lot of people aren't. And that means I get a lot of stuff thrown at me that is absolute trash uh, or right on the level for it. And where, you know, uh, up front, I was so desperate for that business that I would do anything, kind of tell people what they wanted to hear. Uh, I realized a few years ago, like, I don't have to do that. I'm great at what I do. And I'm the best fit for this person to try to get a loan done. So, you know, and I'm I'm letting people know, and I'm, I'm still taking on ugly business, but I'm I'm setting my expectations well short of where I really expect things to be. Uh, if it's going to be a nightmare where we're like a 50-50, we're going to throw this up, you know, the chances of closing on time are low, they're even lower, that it's going to be smooth or clean, you're going to have to stop at the drop of a dime and get me whatever I need anytime for 30 days. Like, I will try to scare people away just to see how how they're going to be. Is this a client that I can actually take through this challenging process because they'll do anything I ask them to immediately and be a grateful part of the team? Or are they going to fight me about uh, you know the fifth page of their divorce decree because they don't think it's significant? I'm going to get their buy-in and tell them this is what I'm going to need in order to agree to take your business and you know get their, get their buy-in right there because then I can use that back at them if we run into issues in the future. 
him. I think more importantly with my referral partners, because they have a history of seeing me close business that other people haven't. That's, that's been my thing for a long time. So I need them to know when it really is, I, I'm really legitimately worried. And you know, I don't think it's going to be good, easy. I don't think I'm going to be on time. Whatever the issue is, I feel like there's no bad news I can't deliver because I'm telling them up front, hey, bad news first. And I'm going to tell y'all as soon as I'm worried about something. Uh, one of my secrets that I use is, you know, let's say appraisal comes in late. Something doesn't come in right. I can't get transcripts. Whatever the situation is, something happens that isn't what I was expecting. Even if I think I can still make up the time and close on time, I'm going to reach out to everybody, uh, both agents, title company. I've got uh, a lender updates email thread that I use to keep everyone involved. I'm going to look for an opportunity to say, hey, guys, this is an issue. This is not expected. This is could create a timing situation. You know, I'll follow up in the next 48 hours and let you know if I think I can make this up. But I just need everyone to know that this could this could cause a wrinkle in our plans. I will look for those opportunities because if I throw that out there and I come back and catch up time and close on time like I should have, now I'm Superman and I'm the guy that got over an issue. Um, if I need an extra day to have a cleaner finish or push back to later in the afternoon, cool. I set everyone up two weeks before. Or if everything just blows up, man, well, I let everyone know two weeks before the contract date. And I don't think there's anything more important than being transparent up front and throughout because there's nothing that just drives me nuts more than, you know, two days before closing. Now an LO needs seven days on an extension. That is absolute trash. There's no way that three days ago you didn't know that you were at risk. I hate that. And, you know, that's why my partners, like, I can do no wrong. If I fail and make a mistake, it's on me and I own it. I'll fall on the sword. But with that transparency, I literally can't lose uh, on anything. The only way I could lose is if I tell people I think everything's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden there's an issue that I should have known about, did know about and didn't share it. Then I've broken trust. And I just I refuse to break trust like that. Everyone's going to know what I know. And if, if they aren't comfortable with that level of transparency and some realtors aren't the just get it done people, they're not my people. So that's one of the conversations I have up front when I'm identifying new partners is this is how I communicate and this is how much you're going to know about what's going on because I need you to be part of my team. And, you know, 80% of people are thrilled by it. 20% want nothing to do with that kind of relationship. And that's that's really important for me to have that discussion uh, up front to make sure I'm aligning with the right people. Yeah, two things. So the first thing is like, dude, loan officers, this is one of their biggest challenges. Um, I would say it's like one of the top three. Mm-hmm. It's most of them put their head in the sand and hide. You know, they'd rather climb up a tree and tell a lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth sometimes. And I'll tell you, man, the, lo- the longer you wait to deliver bad news, the more credibility you lose. And, man, the sooner you can, sooner you can manage that and, like, give them a heads up. We play, that, we got, we play by the exact same rules, and um, I, I call it an emotional intelligence is what I call it is be able to, to read that and say, yeah, I need to, I need to call some people. And man, I train my team to do those exact, exact same things that you had talked about. And then the other thing you brought up I really like is uh, there are agents out there that don't want to hear to understand the circumstances of a situation. They just want the result. And I'm like, for real? Like, are you that unprofessional that you don't want to try to understand the circumstances? Because they just want the result. They just want it done. And they have this belief that it's, uh, yeah, they want their money. And they have this belief that uh, it's a reflection, it's a poor reflection on them. And I'm like, no, it's just the circumstances. It's not anyone's fault, you know, a lot of times. And sometimes it is their fault. You know, don't point the finger. We try not to point the finger at anyone, you know, when someone messes up. But just to, just to 
you know, help the client and get them where they need to be, help the sellers get them where they need to be. Uh, but yeah, but you're right. The loan officers, they, they feel, and that's why they start stressing out. They feel, well, if this thing doesn't close because of the circumstances, they start owning that. Like it's mm. their fault and they start apologizing. I'm like, don't apologize. What are you apologizing for? You're apologizing for something that's beyond your control. You're, you're apologizing the appraisal came in at three o'clock the day before closing and you still want to close at 9 a.m. tomorrow? Like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So they just, <laughs> it's having a hard conversation. But I always tell law officers, man, don't own something that's beyond your control, right? Just state the facts, state them as soon as you know. Um, and if, if you have a realtor partner out there that, that you feel is, you know, judging you off of something that, that that's not a good fit for you guys. I'm just telling you, I tell those agents to hit the road. Hey, we're not a good fit. Hit the road. Like I'm out, you know? Um, like I said, man, 80% of them want it. And so you just got to find the right ones. You got to get the partners that, that are partners and yeah. not the ones that you're as good as the last transaction because it's just no fun, man. Like as soon as not, not that I get to have a beer or coffee with, with every agent that we work with, but man, if I don't want to, I don't want to work with them. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stuff, Nash. Money, bro. Hey, Nash. So, um, man, I know you're a little busy these days, uh, but uh, but I also know you, you help loan officers from time to time, just like uh, we do here at Next Level. Man, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Yeah, best way to reach me um, and and get a response and break out some time is to actually shoot me a message on Facebook. Uh, I keep that open Facebook Messenger all day because I can type a lot faster than I can text. And y'all know I keep my phone turned over when I'm in the middle of tasks. So if someone wants to pop me a uh, private message on uh, Facebook, to I'm the only Nash Paradise on there. Pretty easy to find. Uh, I'm more than happy to answer quick questions, break out a little bit of time to chat about something. Uh, I do that every week, so I'm happy to make time. Stuff, man. Awesome. Uh, KT, yeah, you want to send us off today? Yeah, man. Thanks for kicking so, me se- se- second, second best person to send us off. Go hey, ahead. Uh, well, Sean, you're handsome today. I just, <laughs> I uh, Nash, we appreciate your time today, man. We really do. Uh, thank you for, for giving back to the community of loan officers. Uh, for those that are listening and you want to um, uh, check out, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a, we've got a, is it a seven or 10 day trial uh, with a, uh, uh, our, seven day, seven yeah, day for $1 MSA. MSA. Yeah, it's $1 MSA. It's uh, guys, it's an amazing product of information and data. You guys can check it out uh, for $1 uh, for seven days. It's basically free. A lot of content in there that you can go through and uh, really help you fill in the blanks where you might be missing on marketing and strategies and mindset and things like that. We just like to give that to you guys as a gift. And uh, you go to uh, what's the website, Sean? It's, it's $1. All spelled out, $1 MSA, MortgageAccessAcademy.com, and uh, and we get it. Hey, Nash, we'll, we'll give you a couple seats for, for 15 or, or so days so you can give it to some of your loan officers, and uh, they, they can peruse through there as well, too. Yep, it's great. Tough. All right, guys, y'all take it easy, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Peace, y'all. Thanks, guys.